after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about really, really good ones, really, really bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. What's a sticker? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're kind of your hosts. Really, Genevieve's your host. I'm her sidekick today. How you doing, Vives? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm glad that you've done it all. You did it all. You know, sometimes you carry the load. Sometimes I carry the load. It's just that I hope you guys are taking notes. This is how relationships work, both on air and off. What is coming up today, Vives? Well, um, I I always enjoy, and I think uh, we always get nice feedback from the listeners when we do a battle of the spokes critters. So uh, we're back at it. We found a, I found a few more uh, cage matches for uh, for us to consider. And if there's any kind of through line today, I think it's um, that these tend to, or many of these mascots or spokes critters, are ones that people consider kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are a plethora of top 10 creepiest mascot lists on the interwebs and uh, most of these made the list. Is that why it said uh, Battle of the Creepsters? Yes, Battle of the Spokes Critters uh, 3 Creepster Edition. <laughs> okay. Not to be confused with Creepsters 3 Battle of the Spokesperson Right, edition. totally different. That's a very di- totally a t- we're, different. We have actually nothing to do with that yeah. at all. Um, In and fact, then, l- you, know, we have, you know, legal action is pending. Right. Okay, well, um, we're also going to check in with the Ad Council. Anything specifically standing out in the Ad Council? I know there's been a lot of... I feel like I've had so many conversations off air, online, maybe on the podcast about this uh, about this Ruby Tuesdays commercial. I honestly thought we'd already covered it, but this has not been covered on the show yet. I, it's been on the Facebook group, but I haven't talked about it on the show with you, so I don't. I think with, I think this will be new territory for the show anyway. All right. Well, there's a Ruby Tuesdays ad that's really getting under people's skin. We will talk about that first, though. Let's get into the uh, battle of the spokes critters. Uh, let's get ready to. All right, Veeves, who is up first? So, I mean, I think you explained it. Battle of the Spokes Critters. You explained it, right? Sorry, it's been a really long day for me. Yeah. We, uh, we, so take a, we take a spokes... Uh, for like any new listeners, and I know we probably animal. don't have any. Um, for any new listeners, what we do with Battle of the Spokes Critters is we think of two spokes critters, spokes mascots, that... Um, and, and we imagine what it would be like if they got in a fight. And it has nothing to do with the product category. It has nothing to do with how effective they are as uh, as spokes things or marketing <laughs> tools. It is simply who would win in some sort of cage match. I just did a quick look up of the last time we did this, Battle of Spokes Critters 2. We had the Keebler Elves up against Snap, Crackle, Pop. And yeah, the we tried to have won. some sort of parody mm-hmm. between... The, the type of critter that it is or critters that it is. We gave that gang fight to the elves. We had Honey Nut Cheerios B versus the Geico Gecko. Gave it to the B. I think you had to convince me of that one. M&M's versus California Raisins. It says split decision here. <laughs> Walsh went with the Raisins. Vives the M&M's. Chester Cheetah versus Joe Camel. We definitely said Joe Camel. And Kool-Aid Man versus Jolly Green Giant. It was the Kool-Aid Man who won that one. Well, that makes sense. Jolly Green Giant, a very... 
very peaceful, large, we but decided peace he was a loving. Gentle giant. Yeah, he's a gentle yeah. giant. Kool Aid man. That guy is just. I mean, you don't know what the hell's going to happen with him at any given moment. He's just going off. He's popping off all the time. <laughs> That's right. All right. So that was last time. Now uh, this week. It looks like the first matchup is between Tumgis and Grimace. I think a lot of people in our audience are not going to know who Tumgis is. This is a I was going to say a lot of them won't know who Grimace is because he's been really? retired for years. All right. Well, if you don't know, uh, Tumgus is the AMPM, which is kind of like a 7-Eleven mm-hmm. uh, quickie mart kind of store. I don't know if it's in every part of the country. Um, Tumgus is this, uh, and I will describe him for you in the language of the marketers themselves. <laughs> He's a seven foot six inch body made of snacks. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Yeah, I like they know to to what inch he's tall. This fake, this fake animal. Well, it's someone, there's someone in that Tumgus suit. It. What's that? There's someone in that Tumgus suit, don't you think? Oh yeah, that's true. It's not animated. It yeah, is a suit. It, it, what usually what happens is, and we'll play a couple of ep- a couple of episodes. We'll play a couple of commercials. Uh, He's uh, he's standing around in an AMPM mart, and a customer comes up and has some sort of interaction with him, and and it can kind of vary from like like pretty sweet and generous to like slightly snarky. I wouldn't say it gets overtly hostile, but usually someone like they need a straw for their soda, so he'll maybe pull out a a red vine out of his hair and give it to them as a straw or something. He's made of like all these gross looking snacks. When I think, I mean, he, he is made of all these kind of gross looking sta- snacks put together. Or as AMPM puts it, quote, too much good stuff, trademark. Too much good stuff. It's Some say Tumgus fell from earth from snack heaven. Uh, is this all, is, you just copied this from the website? I just copied it from the website. Others believe he was created as part of... Or as I call of- it... Research. Research. Others believe he was created as part of a delicious science experiment gone horribly right. I gotta say, they're kind of winning me over with I'm this. Get, oh, this is gonna sound really dumb, but I just got why he's called Tumgus. Too much good stuff. What's the I? I think it's just sort of the sound that those, if you were to take TMGS. Tumgus. Yeah, Tumgus. right. Um, here's what I was gonna say about Tumgus he is surprisingly a lady. Killer, and I'm not talking about female Tumgus's here. I'm talking about there seems to be a thread in these ads yeah, where Tumgus is like kind of hanging out in an AMPM, often by like the soda fountain or something, and then some human man and human woman walk in, and by the end, the woman is leaving the man for Tumgus. Even though I will say Tumgus is not. not Tumgus does not seem disrespectful or that he's trying to separate people. It's just that women are attracted to him. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's a weird vibe that they've decided to imbue him with. It's some Mm -hmm. sort of like animal snack magnetism. I don't know. (laughs) Will you play this one here that's called High High Voltage Coffee? High Voltage Coffee. Okay, what happens in this one? I'll set you up here. There's a woman standing by the um, soda machine slash Slurpee machine. She's dressed in kind of, she's got her hair like up in a bun. She, she looks a little slightly disheveled. Like, she you looks know. like she's in her tonight pants. She's in of. her tonight pants. She's wearing pants. a big oversized cardigan sweater that looks like you would snuggle up and just like watch a rerun yeah, of Seinfeld. Yeah, she's clearly in. there to yeah. get like a sort of a, some comfort food. They're probably open 24 hours. She's just there to get her cupcakes, go right. back home and finish that Seinfeld. So she gets, she's, she's getting a coffee and she has this, the following interaction with Tumgus. Your eyes have bags. Tumgis help. Thank you. He handed her some coffee. Digits. You call. Maybe I will. Oh, okay. So he hands her a cup of coffee, but then I've never seen this before. In the foam on top of the coffee, it's like a cappuccino. He has put his phone number. He's written his phone number in foam. You call. 
Maybe I will. I'm actually so glad you gave this to me because I was feeling so sad. Jeff stopped texting me and I was like, whatever. And then he didn't answer me, so I texted again, which Sarah said oh, you were not uh, supposed to do. Tungus gotta go. Caffeine up. It's high voltage. No, Tungus. That's not, you're, that's, you're that's making not a liar canoni- of me. You don't think me. that's canonical Tungus? Well, what I always liked about it was that this horrific looking thing is attractive to female humans. And like, I was kind of like into that, but I don't like Tumgus coming onto the women, first of all. And secondly, I don't, rejecting them because she talked too much. Like him, he just starts walking away from her. She did not. I mean, you don't necessarily want to get involved with someone who's like obsessively talking about their ex. I think he was coming on a little strong for Tumgus. Are there any? What? What is this one? Meet. Uh, oh, this is the. Oh, this is the origin. This story? is the origin one, and this is just where he has an interaction with a man. Sometimes there's no women. Women involved. I feel like we must have talked talked about Tumgus before at some point, but I can't remember it that well. What's about to happen in this commercial? I think this is how they introduce the Tumgus character. So it's pretty straightforward. Uh, there's just a guy standing around an AMPM drinking a soda when this giant snack-based character wanders up to him and kind of goes in for the hug. Oh, shush. Me, Tungus. Me, too much good stuff. You, Alar. My name's Alan. Tungus loves Alan. Tungus just gives him a big embrace. Tungus and Alan friends. See, this AMPM, is the thing I like. The, the, the big, friendly, give me a big hug. I don't like to see Tumgus rejecting anybody. And it's not because she's a woman. Anybody. Like, I want him to always be on the side of good, of acceptance, of, of snackiness. Well, that doesn't sound like someone who could win in a cage match. Okay, that's a good point. I forgot these guys are supposed to fight. So do we need any other background on Tumgus or any other ads you want me to play? No, let's move on to right. his opponent, All which right. is Grimace. So I, anyone who's probably, I don't know, 30 and older will remember Grimace, I'm sure. Um, Grimace was one of the McDonald Land characters uh, that they really retired. They really moved away. I was looking at some of these old McDonald Land commercials and the stories that they told with these, you know, sort of big puppets um, were very elaborate. And they're so far away from the product at the end of the day that you had this like whole story going on with like a bird and a grimace and fry guys. And you, it was almost like, it was more like a, an episode of Fraggle Rock than right. a commercial for food. This I, is like in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, in the mid mid eighties, really. Yeah. Um, but for the longest time, I mean, McD- uh, Ronald McDonald, I think, has been retained as a spokes mm-hmm. critter. Um, uh, Hamburglar. I think the Hamburglar and Grimace and Ronald McDonald were the kind of last remaining survivors of McDonald and of the McDonald Land purges. Ooh. Um, so. As of uh, tw- by the way, I have a really great but inappropriate joke that I'm not making. Okay. I just want everybody to know that if you hear me laughing over to myself, because I have a real whiz banger that maybe I shouldn't say. Um, so that so Grimace survived until 2003. But I read some interesting history about Grimace. So for those who may not remember, Grimace was the big sort of shapeless purple blob um, who was Ronald McDonald's kind of usually foil or confederate. Originally, Grimace was evil. Grimace. Really? Yeah, and he had two pairs of arms, so four total arms, uh, with which to steal milkshakes. But after that campaign, that first campaign, they revised it to him to be one of the good guys, and he his quote number of arms was reduced to two. 
Whoa, so they so the original dynamic between Ronald McDonald and his gang was everybody was trying to yeah, steal from Ronald McDonald. Yeah, everyone had it for themselves. Like the hamburger like and the, from... the fry. Well, the fry guys, were they fries or were they trying to steal fries? Unclear. Okay. Yeah, they was like a, it was like a down, escape from gets... McDonald land originally. Wow. Yeah, every wow. every crazy character for themselves. Um, Mixtake com- Pliskin. Yeah. <laughs> now, these commercials and merchandise, now they, now or now, once they kind of revise the character, um, they generally portrayed him as a well-meaning simpleton whose clumsy antics <laughs> provide a comic foil to Ronald McDonald. Um, this is great. He has an unnamed mom, an unnamed dad, a grandpa named Winky, a great-great-grandma named Jenny Grimace, and a possible brother named King Konga, Gonga, who rules over all grimaces. A possible brother? I don't is, even... Is the, uh, I went digging... I parentage tried, That unclear? was like a total dead end after that. I, I looked up King Gonga, could not Nothing. find anything. But I love the idea of uh, all, like a planet of grimaces. It's like when we found out that there's a planet of Wookiees. Oh, there is? Yeah. Which movie is that in? I, one of the bad ones. Oh, oh, that's why I don't know about it. Um, yes, a lot of that is new to me. I had no idea that Grimace was not around anymore. I was just still living. I'm going to, by the way, change land. my LinkedIn to say uh, rules over all the grimaces. <laughs> what does it say? Don't you have like a Thomas Barbosa quote there oh, now? I do. Um, in my in my Twitter profile, it says I'm the Burp King of Westchester. Which Thomas Barbosa? We got Barbuska. Barbuska. We got to untangle this now. You fell in love with him as a he's a child actor. I guess is he like a young man? Now? He's probably like 15, 16, right? Yeah. And uh, we fell in love with him in his. It was a Geico ad where he played. Um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. And he's a real jerk Peter Pan at a, like the 30-year reunion. Everybody else is old, and he's still just like young and flying around. And you said, that kid's going to make a name for himself. And now he's in that show on FX. Yeah, he's in the show The Mick, which I like. Right. Um, but his quote about being the Burp King of Westchester is actually from Wet Hot American Summer. Right, and he's in the TV version of Wet Hot American Summer. So anyway, so let's come back to Grimace. I didn't know that Grimace was... Um, out of style or possibly no longer with us. You're using the past tense. I'm looking online. The McDonald's McPedia or McWiki is saying is using present tense. I just want to say they're those fans think that there's still a hope for Grimace to, to come back. Um, you have a couple of commercials here. Let's start with um, this one from 1995. Uh, it's called McDonald's uh, Grimace's birthday McDonald's commercial. I hope there's a big cake. With polka dots. Oh, he is a simple thing. I hope I get purple skates. Here I come. Oh, there's the little Tweety Bird lady. Did you mention her already? Yeah, she was, I think, uh, she was a, both a late addition and, a, and an early retirement. <laughs> that Less commercial is more connected to McDonald's than most of the McDonald's land commercials. At least mm. it's happening sort of in a McDonald's, and you can sort of... You can sort of connect it to the idea that you would have like a kid's birthday party there. But some of these are just like flights of fancy where... Um, Ronald McDonald and the bird and Grimace like catch a falling star and then Ronald McDonald delivers a lecture about how you can't keep a star in your hand. You have to throw it back up in the sky. Again, selling hamburgers. (laughs) Selling kids on the idea of a magical place that they want their parents to take them, really. I mean, you're right, but it, it looks so dated to me now. 
these these ads are just so incredibly um, sort of artless, I guess. Remember, we've talked about these other ones before, too. There's one in a courtroom that's really weird. I'm, I would look for it, except I remember the audio being really bad. But, like, uh, I think um, uh, the the hamburglers on trial. Do you remember that for stealing burgers? Yeah, but there was an incredibly like, elaborate sort of uh, narrative around all these characters. Yeah, which I think, I, again did take them pretty far away from their core mission. Uh, yeah, because in courtroom, hey kids, come to the magical courtroom <laughs> where this uh, this creature's accused of stealing hamburgers and the jury was made up of a bunch of talking hamburgers, which that does not sound like a jury of your peers right no. there. Here's one. This looks intriguing. Okay, so this is, I just felt like, how could I not? You're not going to hear Grimace in this ad. You're going to hear one voice, uh, and it's a voice I'm sure you've come to... No one love. Uh, it's Donald Trump, and he is talking to Grimace about his uh, incredible burger that he's created. I don't know how you do it. I've put together some really impressive deals. But this thing you've pulled off, it's amazing. A big and tasty for just a dollar? How do you do it? What's your secret? Mm-hmm. Got a buck? You're in luck. Because you can get a delicious. You know what the amazing thing was? When uh, Trump ended up firing Grimace, Grimace didn't find out until he saw it on the TV. He was watching a commercial for McDonald's when he found out. A little topical humor on this Tuesday. Little Comey jokes. Um, Okay, so yeah, that's. uh, I can't really talk about Trump right now. So, okay. Yeah, I I actually put this together. I put that together before I knew about Comey and before I knew that our democracy was a distant memory. Just hanging by a thread at best. Um, Okay, so let's get to this here. How far? Jeez Louise, we're 20. This is my fault. Maybe I'll edit some of that out earlier. But okay, so it's Tumgis versus Grimace. Who do we think is going to win in a knockout, dragout fight? Is it even a question? You think it's Tumgis? Tumgis is going to kick Grimace's ass all over the place. But he's smarter. He's bigger. He's got more stuff. He's got more stuff. Like he can just, he will sometimes peel things off of his body and offer it to people like straws and Twizzlers. Like he can just peel off like a, a, like a, a Swiss roll off his arm and start using it as a weapon okay counterpoint grimace comes from a planet of grimaces so he may have backup not fair and his original in his dna is milkshake stealing mm-hmm. what is tumgus if not snacks i mean he's he's just a he's just a mind for grimace to you know take apart I know that Grimace wants to do that. I think at the end of the day, simple-minded Grimace comes up to savvy Tumgus. Grimace is probably looking up at Tumgus, and Tumgus is going to reach out one fist. He's going to ball one it up. giant cinnamon roll fist. He's going to just pop Grimace down on the head, and, and, and it's out. It's just one punch, and he's out. All right. I tend to agree with you in the current incarnation of Grimace that he is very dumb uh, and essentially good-natured. Although I would say Tumgus is also good-natured. I would, too, but I, you, he's good-natured in that way that he doesn't take shit, though. All right. So, all right, we'll give it I a don't. And by the way, just one quick thing. I don't, I don't mean to take my aggression out on you. Like I said, it's been a really long day, but I don't like where you almost went there. Like, oh, you could ma- he could maybe get back up. Like, this is a one-on-one fight. Like, we could create scenarios no, where everybody's any of these people... No, everybody's circumstances are their circumstances. If they have, you know... I mean, we said Joe Campbell would just put one in the back of your head. Like, everybody's <laughs> different. Everyone's circumstances are there, are unique. But we didn't say that like, Joe Campbell's going to go out and gather a whole army of other cigarette spokes critters, which 
That would be something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'd, all right, I'd pay right, to see that. I think I'm just feeling punchy. Uh, so now the next, and we're going to do three of these. The next one is whom versus, who versus whom? The Burger King King, the Burger mm-hmm. King Creepy King versus the Jack in the Box versus Jack. That's Jack a good box. one, Veeves. Yeah. That's a really good one. So these are sort of equivalent product categories also, which we don't always yeah. do. Um, for those who may not remember, this was this the king was kind of retired or semi-retired a few years ago, although interesting coda on that. Um, the Burger King King uh, is this silent, it's a man in a costume with, kind of like Jack, with like a, a frozen head of this uh, king, sort of stereotypical king head on its on its body, and the, the head is too large for the body. Mm-hmm. And they put the king in all of these pretty unnerving situations, I would say. Like some, a guy wakes up in bed and the king is next to him. What? Yeah, and there were also some, like, some sort of unpleasant sexual overtones in a few of them. I'll get to it. These were the ones that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, so let me just walk you through the, the timeline of the Burger King King. So in 1955, Burger King was created. They're in their first store was in Miami, Florida. And the king, not not the king, not the creepy king, but a king, was part of the sign of the first Burger King. In the 70s, they started using a small animated version of the king called Kergerbing. Seriously? It's, I mean, I didn't like... I didn't get this from the Library of Congress. I wasn't sure if you were just joking. No, Kergerbing. So the original Burger King was named Kergerbing. Yeah, it was father, a spoonerism. father of Chandler Bing. That's not true. Uh, in 19- Chandler Bing. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh yeah. is that a friend's That's thing? a friend. Oh, oh. that's a friend. Um, in 1976, um, the animated king, uh, Kruger Bing, was replaced by the marvelous magical Burger King, a mm. red-bearded Tudor-era king <laughs> who, ruled the, who ruled the Burger King kingdom and performed magic tricks. <laughs> it's a Tudor-era king. Yeah, I guess it was sort of like a Henry VIII. I uh-huh. can picture with yeah. like, the big shoulders. No, I know? love it. I'm, I love the specificity. Yeah. That's great. All right, so cut to 2003. Crispin Porter Bogusky, who we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're very well known. Um, they're also Miami based. Uh, took over the advertising account of Burger King. They developed the Creepy King uh, persona. It was intended to attract a hipper, younger, and predominantly male audience. Mm. Um, so as a result, we were introduced to the strange and slightly sinister version of the Burger King. And you know who did some of those early commercials? My boy, when I was first hooked up to the internet, uh, remember it took me forever to get internet access in my home, and I started to get the internet in my home around 2001, I want to say, as opposed to like going to a library or work or something, Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with this director who had a website. His name was Ruben Fleischer. Oh, Ruben Fleischer, And nobody really knew who he was. He had just directed some videos by Dismemberment Plan and other kind of hip bands that I liked, and also he did a bunch of commercials. And I would just, and this is like an HTML website. This is forever ago, and I'm just like, this internet thing is cool. I just found this director I like, and he makes cool commercials, and I think he did some of those early... Surprise me. They were they were sort of avant garde. And we should just say Fleischer goes on to become famous. He directed um uh Zombie Land and also uh whatever that gang gang squad or something uh, I think he directed. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh yeah. But he's a pretty well known director. Yeah. Um so in 2010, 2011, Burger King terminated its relationship with Crispin Porter Bogusky, um, and they announced that the character would be retired as the primary mascot for the brand. Mm. But if you needed any further evidence that this king is like 
not someone that you want dating your daughter. Hmm. Um, in, 19, in 2015, they resumed, resumed using the King with a paid appearance as a member of Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s entourage before uh, the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I do not remember that. And for those who don't know, Mayweather uh, is a notorious scumbag and domestic abuser. Okay. It was Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. Not Gang Squad. Um... So the problem with these king uh, you ads... Know what, maybe I do remember, because also, wasn't Bieber one of the people who walked up? With I'm sure it was a real douche parade. Yeah, douche parade. Okay, so which one of these uh, Burger King commercials should we play? So this is one, this is what I mentioned, where a guy wakes up in the bed next to the king and Ooh. is a little bit disconcerted to find him there. The problem with the king is he doesn't speak, which only adds mm-hmm. to his creepiness. And um, also does not help our podcast. And also doesn't help our podcast. But the the, the guy that he wakes up who wakes up next to him uh, will do do the talking. But just picture a guy, a white, like, doughy white guy in a bed, wakes up, turns over, and there's a fancy-looking king next to him. Uh, with Tudor his, era, you might say. Um, this is no, more actually, like that's true, fairy tale yeah, era yeah, right, king. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the king's silent, grinning head is staring at him. So the king hands him a breakfast sandwich. Egg and meat and cheese and meat and cheese. That's right. The double croissant sandwich. Wake up with the king. And they have a little bit of uh, gay panic when the king puts his hand on the guy's knee and they both feel weird. So it begins with the guy being horrified for a second, and then the king hands him a sandwich, he takes a bite, suddenly he's in love, and they're having a good time on the bed, but then things get a little bit too intimate for this uh, apparently very heterosexual man. Yeah, this guy is just so straight. Um, so that's relatively innocuous. I want you to play this other one that I put in the list. This is called Burger King Pole Dancing? Yeah, now this is for the UK. I'm not sure if this ever aired in the US, although it's done with an American accent. Um, but it is very hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that this was a commercial for a major fast food brand. Okay, it looks like there's a man in a strip club. He, yes, there's a man who goes into like a peep show booth in a strip club. Oh, when the peep show window opens, instead of a sexy, sexy lady, it's the king. The bacon cheese, one of three triple burgers. For just one pound Once again, the king gives a hamburger to the guy. The guy's happy, and now the king at the end starts kind of pole dancing a little bit. All of his clothes are on. He's just like kind of swinging around the pole very right. slowly. That was interesting. So that's what, I, I mean, they were like, Crispin Porter Burgusky, we want to attract a young, hip male audience. Yeah. And they were like, literally, that is what we will do. Yeah. All right, so now the king is going up against Jack, Yeah. who, so- as we covered extensively on the show... The original company that created Jack ended up losing that account not they all that did. long ago. And I don't we won't rehash the whole the whole story, but there was a guy named Dick Sittig who essentially created this character for Jack in the Box and really brought them back from the brink uh, from some pretty serious PR disasters. And this character um, 
you know, proved to be an incredible marketing uh, coup for them. And, and he, he really like sort of took on directly some of the challenges that they were having in, in uh, PR. So, and the creator famously did the voice for Jack because Jack, if you've never seen him before, he's just like a human, a human body guy wearing a suit usually, I think. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, uh, instead of a regular human head, it's just a, it's the, the Jack and Box logo, a big right. white head, smiley face. With the little, yellow, little yellow cap, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to just say for the record that most of the the ads I pulled for this are classic Jack. Um, after a couple of years ago, or maybe a year ago, uh, Dick Siddig's agency was let go. He no longer was the voice of the Jack on the Box character. They eventually replaced him with someone who did a voice alike. But I would say mm-hmm. most people would agree, and a lot of the in, in doing the research for this, a lot of reach, a lot of people were agreeing that like. They sort of lost their edge since then. They've become very corporate. Mm. Some of these early ones, like the one you're about to play, uh, really were funny and innovative and and uh, not not your generic fast food ad. So the one you're about to play is called Junk in the Box, and it's a handheld first person point of view, first person camera. Uh, and Jack is kind of like cops going to bang uh, on someone's door in the middle of the night. That's his house. Ooh, this is scary. Mr. Brad Haley. Relax. Did I win something? My sources tell me you've been calling Jack in the Box junk in the box. So? I take these things personally, Brad. Get lost. Sure. Just try my food, apologize, and I'll go. Oh my god. They're getting into an actual fight. My kitchens to make our best burgers ever. Jack has now entered his house and he's fighting with this guy. Now this goes right to your point before. This whole Jack character came about as kind of a, a, a brand reparation, sort of. And yeah. so they were ahead. They were taking that head on and saying, "We are better now." And so head uh, on, he- I like head it. on, head on. This is scary as hell. He's tackling him in his backyard. This is your corporate mascot. Jack. Brad, you get to try my best burger ever. And all I He's want forcing is- the burger in his mouth. Jack, the hero of this commercial, has this guy on the ground. He reminds me of um, the guy from Pulp Fiction. He's Don't- got a little bit of Eric Stoltz Eric ginger Stoltz- vibe to it. Yeah, it's like Eric hair, Stoltz and, and uh, Ronnie Dobbs had a baby. And this is happening in the middle of the night. Neighbors are starting to watch. The neighbors' faces are blurred out like on Cops. Uh, Jack has this guy on the ground. He's sitting on top of him now, and he's forcing him to eat a hamburger. Jack. Ah. Brad, you get to try my best burger ever, and all I want is your honest opinion. Tasty. Really? You're not just saying that because I'm kneeling on your spine? No, no, I shouldn't have dished your food, man. I'm sorry, Jack. Well, I'm sorry about the grass stains. Really? No. I love that. Now, I have somewhat stacked the deck. In terms of who's got the who's got the edge yeah, in a fight? Sh- well, here. I mean, I'm sure if there was one with the king, where yeah, actually got I looked, into a fight, we. I would've... mean, I think the king is creepy as hell, but there wasn't anything that was uh, naked aggression. What is this 2009? What kind of sit play? My competitor says you can have it your way. Oh, I like really? this because it's directly taking shots at Burger King, so it's truly Jack oh, on King action. Wow! Wow! Don't ever say that again. One of my competitors says you can have it your way. Really? Good luck ordering breakfast after 11 a.m. Let's talk about my way. Yeah. My way means you can order anything on the menu any time of day, whether it's a burger for breakfast or French toast sticks at midnight. Other places won't let you do that. And hey, if I'm saying something that's not true, 
do something about it. Okay, so Jack is walking down the street. You can hear the traffic and all of this. And then... Uh, he stands and directly in front of a Burger King in sign. In front of a Burger King sign, and he says, do something about it. He rips the sleeves off his suit jacket. He is now standing there in a suit, except bare-armed and, and kind of ripped. Got pretty big guns, yeah. Wow. So does he... Do something about it. Jack in the box. Okay, wow, that is um, that is intense. I mean, you really did stack the deck because I was going to give it to the creepy king, man. I know, right? I mean, but Jack in the box went hard. Jack, it was like Jack in the box anticipated we would be having this conversation, and he was like, "If you want me to get in a fight with the creepy king, I am ready to go." Yeah, I'm trying to think of an argument for the king. I mean, king, I don't know how don't you can give it to the king. Like, the king reminds me of. I mean, the like, king might poison you or something weird. Yeah, something. Yeah, something Shakespearean, right? Right. Yeah, or like the king's. Well, this is probably not fair based on what I was taking you to task for before, but like the, the king's men might sneak into your chambers later. I believe I was told that there were no. no you um, were told that. No, you, no help to be had I, I from believe, your entourage. I believe you were mansplained that. From your. Grimace planet. <laughs> okay, I uh, I got it. I will Sorry, concede. I want to make an argument for the king. It's Jack because the king is scary as hell. Like the king reminds you of like. There's something about that mask, right? It reminds you of um of like the horror movies. Like uh, it's very upsetting. Yeah, sort of a, a jigsaw. Yes, something. right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, okay, we'll we'll give that to Jack in the box. I'm because I feel like Jack. I mean, honestly, surprised. it was like Jack was like, well. What if I got in a fight with the king? Right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So our final matchup here. All right. It's going to get really, it's going to get a lot cuter. It's, okay. about to get a, it's about to get very cute in here. Okay. But cute in sort of a creepy way. Oh, I had a feeling. So um, do you remember Snuggle Bear? Shit, yeah, I remember Snuggle Bear. What do you mean, <laughs> do I remember? Is he no longer active? Well, he is sort of. They've de- they've retooled the Snuggle Bear. Um this is a Snuggle Bear, which is a like a laundry detergent, versus the Energizer Bunny. Oh. Oh. Now. Okay. So Snuggle Bear was, uh, was created um, by Unilever or by their ad, their ad mm-hmm. company um, because they were, f- they were struggling against Downey. Downey was really dominating the market at the time. Uh, and so they really decided to go with this like sugary, Super cute, like we're the softest, most snuggly detergent that there is. Um, and so they introduce you to Snuggles. Why don't you play Hi, I'm Snuggle? And this is Snuggles, just a little sort of white um, shearling. Is it shearling? That kind of woolly material. You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, teddy bear that talks. Okay, and so this is, this is there's only one Snuggle bear. Is this Hi, I'm Snuggle? One fabric first one? softener has yeah. that special snuggly softness your family loves. Hi, I'm Snuggle. Snuggly softness that feels so good. Look, I get towels fluffy, <laughs> blankets cuddly, and clothes stay fresh <sighs> for 14 days with my Snuggle Fresh Release and Droplets. And I cost less than a leading brand. Let's make the world a softer place. Let's snuggle. The voice is kind of horrifying. Um, I think I saw these commercials when I was young enough to still like teddy bears, so the idea of a teddy bear coming to life worked but when you look at it now, it feels like something. I, it's the kind of thing that's been parodied by like Mr. Show. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like, I'm Pit Pat right, and yeah. I love you. Like it's so saccharine. And the the animation of the bear's face is 
sort of in the uncanny valley for me. It is, yeah. It was a little Teddy Ruxpin-y. Uh, yeah. The mouth kind of moves. I'm going to say something to you, and I need you to tell me that you're not going to make fun of me for what I'm about to I say. I will never tell you that. Okay. But I'm being serious here, and it's going to sound weird. Okay. This is effective for me even today, and it has nothing to because do with... you m- are No, it has nothing to do... Furry. I am not a furry. Norm... By the way, the thing for teddy bears, that would be a plushie, not a furry. Yeah, that was a trap. <laughs> and you fell right into it. Okay, that's not even the embarrassing part. What I was going to say was... This bear interacting with the clean laundry, jumping in the clean laundry. At the end, you see the bear holding the the snuggle bottle. I did like teddy bears a lot growing up. Don't you? Th- doesn't this give you the impression that if you just buried your nose in the head of that teddy bear right now, it would smell like snuggle? Like this commercial really does a good job of giving the idea of clean cleanliness a physicality. Yeah, I will say they do the sort of this laundry is going to be soft. As fuck. <laughs> I mean, they really original. sell it. Yeah, Snuggles. Soft, Soft as AF. fuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, again, I'm being serious. So this is like, that makes me want to smell that laundry and smell that bear. And it's going to be like, <laughs> really clean. Shut up. <laughs> can we wrap this up so I can go smell some no, teddy bears? No, I want you to, t- but then here's the thing. I think maybe one at a time, these commercials do a good job. When you, like me, had to listen to like five of them to prepare for this show, right. the voice starts to really get that, under your skin. Why don't you play the yeah. baby Cindy one? Okay, let's see. Ugh. So we see we see the snuggle bear uh Leaning over a crib of a sleeping infant, which is just not a good look for anything. Yeah, this is giving me some SIDS vibes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You're sleeping in snuggly softness. Because Cindy's mom knows only snuggle fabric softener gets everything that touches Cindy soft as me. And mm, cuddle a fish, too. That sniff is important, though. I don't know if you heard it, but Snuggles the Bear just like picked up some laundry and took a sniff. Next week, and there's going to be Snuggle laundry detergent waiting for me, and the laundry room isn't there. You wish. This, <laughs> you're going to come home, this place is going to be filled with teddy bears. Liquid or sheets. Only Snuggle gets your wash as soft as me. Soft enough for even. Don't touch the baby, Snuggle. Don't touch the baby. Don't touch the baby. <laughs> I uh, find it upsetting. Yeah, that voice is not doing any favors either. Um, there's, it's interesting because uh, that the headline or the the title for that YouTube video because there's obviously just someone who grabbed it off of television mm-hmm. was the creepiest snuggle ad ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting. There's been actually a lot of writing about this, including in the New York Times, um, that this was a an, a mascot that sort of went too far and became too cuddly. Uh. And um, it was interesting. Uh, he was it was. Hire the first the the puppeteer who created Snuggle was is a guy named Kermit Love who worked for Jim Henson so you know very really uh, you know a Muppet level puppeteer, um, but then in two thousand three so now you know over ten years ago uh, Unilever which is the parent company uh, decided an update was in order um, they he they they changed the Snuggle Bear and made it like hipper and cooler which is oh, not what a you backwards should be baseball doing. cap yes. and a skateboard well check this out and i'll have you play this ad although the, there's no real audio to help you um snuggle bear suddenly appeared poolside in rio wearing <laughs> ray-ban sunglasses and what? offering a towel to a model in a wet bathing suit 
The cute mascot went from being like a Care Bear to becoming a Devil May Care Bear, said the New York, <laughs> said the New York Times' as Stuart Elliott. Oh, my God. So the God. New York Times covered this. This is actually from an, uh, an Adweek story. Um, uh, so what is that? What is, does Snuggles' cool, poolside concupiscence have to do with fabric softener? Uh, when a mascot resonates, the brand said, you need to stay in the realm, and Unilever hadn't. So they kind of took a lot of... Uh, flack in the media and even in like the mainstream press business press for for this uh retool of their brand so why don't you play this sun-kissed breeze uh ad and we'll describe it because there's really no audio okay this is from 2003 so it's this like beautiful sort of um old old-fashioned building with this beautiful model who's about to dive into a pool surrounded by classical columns it looks like a perfume ad or something yeah it looks like like oh my god and then snuggle the bear sees her tilts his sunglasses down like in an appreciative like hello and then hands her a towel oh my god yeah not good okay i don't know who's gonna win this fight but i'll tell you who i'm rooting for and I'm rooting not, against Snuggle. Snuggle. Snuggle needs to get he needs to get his head knocked in. All right, so he's going up against the Energizer Bunny. Oh, I just wanted to read this oh, one sorry. thing. Sorry, I forgot. No, no. Um, so from that New York Times ad that I or New York Times article that I mentioned, um, Stuart, uh, what was his name? Stuart Elliott. Yeah, wrote, I actually know. I I've booked him on shows before. He used to be a great guest. Um, Stuart Elliott writes that the brand Snuggle, third in both the liquid and sheet fabric softener categories, can ill afford a repeat of the spectacular failure of a 1996 McDonald's campaign depicting Ronald McDonald (laughs) indulging in grown-up pastimes like playing golf and shooting pool. I remember that. Yeah, so I thought that was just kind of interesting, um, you know sidebar that like there's this whole thing with McDonald's having tried to like grow Ronald McDonald up. Like who's who's idiotic idea was that he's a i'm just still stuck on he's now a devil may care bear now a devil may care bear um all right so, so that's snuggle that's Creep, snuggles, creepily yep. giggly slash mm-hmm. slightly retooled to be i guess uh now sexually interested in adult women <laughs> yes that's what you want i mean i know it's what you want but, it's not what i want um all right so the so who so versus the Energizer Bunny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that most of our audience is at least familiar with the concept. It's a bunny that keeps going. Uh, this is a pretty old mascot, actually, at this point. They're still using it. It was huge in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like, uh, this hit, I, I would say the, the Energizer Bunny is kind of hitting icon status, I agree. Right? Yeah. I agree. Uh, much more so than Snuggle. Um, but why don't you play this first ad? It kind of introduces the bunny. What you st- What you see in this ad is just a bunch of uh, stuffed rabbits bang, you know, like wind up rabbits that are banging on a drum, but very sort of generic looking. Um, and then the announcer is talking about what just separates Energizer brand batteries from the competition. For years, you've seen some commercials where one battery company's toys outlast the other toys. So you may have assumed their battery outlasts even Energizer batteries. Fact is, Energizer was never invited to their playoffs. And today's Energizer won't be invited either. Why? Because no battery lasts longer than Energizer. So now you know. A word to the wise. Energize. God, that's the first one. It is still a great commercial. I want to make one thing clear that I had totally forgotten about. So all the other rabbits are just playing like little, like little snare drums that are making that... 
tinky 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 little sound and then the the uh energizer bunny comes with the big bass drum and boom 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 that is still good i love how 80s the energizer bunny though is he's not unlike snuggles with the the sunglasses well he's not i mean there's a reason i I paired these two up i think it's interesting to note that the energizer bunny which has totally transcended um the 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 original idea was actually responding to a very specific type of commercial mm. that happened for batteries back in the 80s where they would put two little toys two little battery driven toys up against each other and then purport to show that one died long before the copper top you know mm-hmm. yeah copper top yeah i forgot about that and so it's interesting that it was actually a kind of a response ad to uh, a competitor but I think it has long since gone on to transcend that and be it's a much more iconic brand identifier. Okay. I, I know you've noticed I've been a little distracted this whole time because I swore I remembered an Energizer battery commercial with Brian Bosworth. And I've been Googling around for the past five minutes. I apologize if I've seemed distracted. But it was driving me crazy and I couldn't find it. But instead, I was wrong. It wasn't Brian Bosworth. It was somebody named Jacko Jackson. Do you know who Jacko Jackson is? I feel like Luke just brought Jacko Jackson up with me the other day on TBTL. He does kind of look like Brian Bosworth, though. Um, He's an Australian rules footballer. I'm wondering if this exact commercial even came up on TBTL. I cannot remember anything anymore. Do you remember this one, Vives? In one of these... So it's Jacko Jackson just like holding up like Discman and all other kinds of like little uh, uh, devices, Nintendo personal Power devices, gloves. Nintendo Power Gloves, zip drives. And uh, w- but hold on one second. I'm sorry to d- derail this. If it doesn't go anywhere, I'll edit this out. But Luke was reminding me that this guy Jacko Jackson was in a different commercial in the 80s, too. Was he just like, was this Australian rules football guy? Just all over the place. He had an amazing agent, I guess. Maybe. Oh, it looks like he was in a bunch of Energizer commercials, Mm. so maybe that's why it came up. Anyway, that one rang a bell, maybe because I probably just played it a week ago. Uh, You had some other Energizers in here. Well, just one more, and it's really, there's not really any audio. I think there might be a a voiceover, but the the Energizer bunny never talks at all, so I guess that's just par for the course. Um, But they've used it in all kinds of media. You know, I think they've had it animated, and Mm -hmm. they've clearly retooled it. and made it more digital and and it's not just a sort of animatronic bunny anymore. The new bunny has quote slimmer facial features meant <laughs> to look more expressive. He's less fluffy and as a result more flexible. Um and his the the um ad execs uh intend to take him more places. Certain things such as the sunglasses, flip-flops, drum and pink fur remain the same. Um but the last is meant to look more the fur is meant to look more realistic. Um, this is something. This is what some their consumer research told them. Uh, consumer research made it clear that some things were things that you really don't alter those basic characteristics, but there are things where you have to take some liberties. For one, while the bunny has in recent years become more the hero of Energizer rather than the unexpected intruder, Mrs. Hmm. Ms. Atkinson would now like him to intrude a bit more often. I don't even know what that means. Unexpected intruder? When was he, was he ever the unexpected intruder? Oh, like well, was the very first commercial the first that we one. just watched. You had like all these like you know. But he's not we, coming in. He's not like hot prowling people's homes. Well, no, but he is an unexpected intruder in that first one. That that's the whole thing. We're never invited. Right. Well, guess what? Energizers, boom, 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 beating down the door. <laughs> so okay, so this one is called Fluffy Town. Looks like this one's very new. So it's a quickie from 2016. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, he's got a Chester the Cheetah look. Yeah, now. very much. Still wearing flip-flops. And, and they, a fluffy little tail. And it's mostly just like riding over over this anima, over this digitalized bunny that says like stronger, longer, and still got the fluffy tail. Now let me let me take this deeper than it needs to go and ask you a question. At one point in this commercial, we hear a different sounding drum. Does it remind you of anything? When we see the tail. No, that's a cowbell. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was a callback more, to I thought more it was cowbell. A, I thought it was a callback to those dinky little drums that they were playing in the original one. Okay, so now we got a fight on our hands, right? Yeah. We got the Energizer Bunny versus um, Snuggle Bear. Yeah, I know it seems like an obvious win for the bunny. He's stronger, got more endurance, drumsticks, drumsticks. He's more flexible. His fur is more realistic. Whatever. I just find Snuggle so upsetting. There's something like intrinsically weird about it to me that makes him seem more menacing. The way he like leans over that baby is very problematic. Well, listen, this is your game, but I would say if we we're talking <laughs> about a death match between the baby and Snuggles, give it that's to a Snug- different that's a different conversation. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about no, here. That's true. And there is a difference between menacing and actually like yeah. yeah, the king, the creepy king is menacing. You know who else is menacing? Gollum. But right. I still think that a, uh, a, you know, a troll could beat Gollum. Troll? I don't know. I can't ever keep my Lord of the Rings stuff straight. But you know what I mean? Like, there are all, <laughs> all kinds of battle characters in those books that could beat up Gollum. Now, Gollum is seriously menacing, though. Yeah, I guess so. The The Snuggle character to me just seems like something that is from a, a creepy movie about a doll that seems nice but is actually evil. But I guess in a cage match, if it's just a fair fight... It's a fair fight. I gotta give it to the bunny. I think that if nothing else, the bunny just has so many plastic... Like, Snuggles seems very naked and soft to me. Yeah. Very naked but he's and very soft. Um, but then you have, like, you have the Energizer Bunny. If nothing else, he can make a weapon out of parts of the drum, the drumsticks themselves, the sandals, his sunglasses could be a yeah. shiv. Got a lot of couture. Said? Got a little, yeah. I, said he, I said that the Snuggle had keistered a shiv, but... Oh, right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm giving this to Energizer all Bunny. All right, so, I, I'll go with you, so it's unanimous. Let's review here. So we're giving an Energizer, Energizer Bunny over top of Snuggle Bear. Um, we're giving it to Jack in the Box over Burger King, which still doesn't feel right to me, but you did uh, walk me through it. And then um, uh, uh, Toomgus beats Grimace, right? Toomgus beats Grimace. Okay, the book says Toomgus beats Grimace. Okay, <laughs> it has been... Um, it has. That is our ruling... And I think we should probably now just maybe move on to emails. Let's do the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Okay, what do we got up first? Well, we had a voicemail from listener Janine, um, and this is just a, she had a complaint, and I shared this complaint, and it's sort of a meta complaint about commercials generally, but I think it deserves a hearing. Hi, this is Janine from Columbus, Ohio. Love the show. Just thought maybe you guys could talk about uh, the volume of commercials. Lots of times when I'm watching 
online, you know, you've got the volume set for the show, and then all of a sudden a commercial come on, and it literally will blast you out of the room. And I'm noticing it a lot online and even a little more on when I'm watching on the TV. So it's kind of crossing over slowly to both mediums. And I thought a few years ago that a decree went down from some higher-ups that the volume of the commercial had to be the same as the show because they that's how they used to grab you, but people complained and they kind of turned it down. But I think it's coming back again. I'd like to know your opinion on that great show. Thanks so much. I have some thoughts on this. Did you do? Did you do digging into this? Nope. So Janine is right, and I'm looking. I'm doing some quick googling on the fly here. The FCC uh, on their website has quick facts about loud commercials, and um, I remember that rule coming down. I think it was. I thought it was legislation, but it was actually an FCC ruling. Um, that on December 13th, 2011, the commission adopted rules requiring commercials to have the same average volume as the programs they accompany. The rules became effective in 2012, uh, one year later. Um, Broadcast television stations and pay TV providers were given until this date to be in full compliance. So that means it applies to cable as well. Um, Now, why are we not hearing the difference I feel like I have an answer to that as well. I remember reading about how they're getting around it. I could be wrong. All right, listen, I'm going to stop Googling on the fly. I'm going to give an answer, and if I'm wrong, we'll research and we'll come back next week or we'll forget would this ever happened. But um, I think this is an issue that has to do with compression, not actual decibel volumes. So if you have a song think about like some record that you might have had specifically kind of in the 70s let's say it's like this led zeppelin record oh actually led zeppelin would be perfect right because they had these huge dynamic ranges you might have stairway to heaven which has there's a lady (laughs) and it's like this really really quiet part right and then like when um then when the 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 loud part kicks in uh, it gets really loud. And if you were to, um, say, digitally record something directly off of one of those old So it's like records, Michael Caine. When it gets loud, when it's it gets very loudly, loud. It gets very loudly <laughs> indeed. But, you know, that song has very small, very quiet parts and then very loud parts. And if you were to just kind of like take a record, hook it up to your computer and record this into like some digital editing software, you would see visually that sound wave has these hugely dynamic ranges Mm -hmm. it's tiny over here and it's loud over here but what you can do in digital editing is apply something called compression and you could do this long before digital editing too there were boxes and stuff that did this and it takes though it takes those huge dynamic ranges and smashes them all down so that the (laughs) so that the loudly parts get a little bit quieter and the quiet parts get louder and then if you were to look at a wave you know like kind of a drawn out wave symbol of it it would look much more uniform so that's what compression is and so therefore i think one of the reasons why commercial i'm sure some of them are just flouting the law um also i think that you might be able to say hey listen we're under whatever decibels the fcc said a lot of shows are very quiet so yeah you listen to like the americans where some of the some of the dialogue is this quiet yeah and then later on there'll be an explosion and it's super sure, loud if, if you were, if, if you were to compare the explosion part to the commercial it wouldn't be that different 
Right. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I, I compress this show uh, every day. And so, the you know, and as a matter of fact, I've gotten some complaints that I wasn't compressing enough before. So the quiet parts were getting lost in the hiss of traffic if people were driving down the street. So mm-hmm. the more you can just kind of like take this podcast or a song or a commercial and just like kind of smash it all so it's all equally this, this, the same kind of level and then you crank that to whatever the legal volume is, it's going to sound a lot louder than the stuff around it. Yeah, I'm sure that's that sounds like a very plausible theory. I said we'll forget that I said that if I'm wrong. Mystery solved. I don't think, it had, I don't think anybody's going to forget that long ramble. Okay, so uh, so that that was my that was my attempt at answering that. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, what else thank do you, we Janine. have? Um, so this is one that this, this is the one I think you mentioned that you feel like you've been talking and thinking about it for a while. This is this Ruby Tuesdays ad, oh, yeah. which is really making people kind of crazy with the badness of it, and it's clearly intended to be bad. But it's like so bad that you're wondering, like, did you really mean for it to be this bad? Yeah, and so and I think there are two different conversations on our Facebook um, page just about kind of how bad this is. That's why I was getting confused. There was somebody who posted who said, am I being snobby because I'm a singer or my daughter's a singer? Or somehow, like, I have an ear that's more... Oh, that it- was not for Ruby Tuesdays. That was for... Um, it, was a, it was a charity thing. Put a little love in your heart for... Uh- a car, I want to say. Oh, really? I thought that... Okay, I'm getting it all, all confused. But let's listen to this Ruby Tuesday one. So you have this kind of... Um, uh, you have, I guess, this woman sitting at a uh, in a booth with her family, and they're about to order off the menu. Ruby Tuesday's fresh flavors. Starting now she, she suddenly gets up out of her booth and starts singing as if she's Ruby in a Tuesday's musical. Ruby Tuesday's fresh flavors. Starting at just $9.99. Got that garden bar on my mind. Chicken and salmon looking so she's clearly a bad singer she's clearly a bad singer and yet she's it's not so i mean it is really bad but it's like they're it's like they're not signaling that they know how bad it is yes is that, is well that, put. Does that make sense that's exactly well put it's it's like the it's the unsinging valley maybe it's kind of like it's not bad enough that the joke is she's an awful singer right but it's clearly not good so it's harsh on our ears and are they just going for kind of an every woman feel like it's, we that, live in the age of karaoke i think it is that and it's just not very well executed and i will also say that i just have a personal issue or problem where where I see the name Ruby Tuesdays and I immediately hear the song Goodbye Ruby Tuesday oh, in yeah. my head. So I have a bit of cognitive dissonance just with any song that's not that with associated with this brand. Yeah. Did you know this is uh, a fact? Did you know they were originally going to name their restaurants Paint It Black? <laughs> little Rolling Stones humor. Um, somebody on the Facebook thread pointed out that this is part of the same campaign that has the commercial that you hate. We wanted to start a segment, rip off Gawker, and start a segment on the show called Don't Make That Rap Video. Don't Make That Rap Video yes, Commercial I, Edition. I strongly agree. I almost put this one on, but this, my show sheet was getting a little long. But if you want to play this one, it is a big time Don't Make That Rap Video so salad I, bar edition. So I think that this really puts into context that they have a a series of um of ads where so far I've only seen them with women singing but they're just average average joes average jills I yeah. guess in the restaurant breaking out into song and in this one you have this dorky white lady who breaks into a rap. Ruby Tuesday's new garden bar has it all. It's bigger, it's better, spinach, cucumber, feta. You want some beans and cheddar or maybe kale and cheddar? 
What? Get creative at Ruby Tuesday's new. Not the same woman, is it? She's re- she's got red hair. Um, it's not the same woman, but that's not the long version. Oh, is there a longer version? There's a very long version. Really? Yeah. Should, oh my gosh! Well, no, I found another fifteen seconder. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's the one I usually see on TV. So I guess it is just kind of again. It's like every woman, sort of. I guess that's what we're landing on with that one. Yeah, huh? but, but the rap find, one is irritating. find the long one. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think it's on our Facebook page. Oh yeah, here it is. Ruby Tuesday's new garden bar has it all. It's bigger, and better, spinach, cucumber, and feta, blue cheese, and shredded cheddar, bell and banana pepper, chopped bacon, lettuce, get it shaking. Shout out oh. to the salad that I'm making. Ah, uh, stop it. You're not even halfway through. What? Smoked ham. Oh, yes, ma'am. Fresh croutons. That's my jam. No. Give it a try. Oh, black No. Stop it. Shell kale, yes. For wasabi peas. Candy nuts. Cranberries. Carrots, eggs, and celeries. And all the edamame. Celeries. When is this going to end? We're just barely three quarters through. Have you seen this on TV? No, but I saw you it. You only saw it online. I only saw it online. I don't think they would put a minute long commercial. Uh. Artichoke and portabella. Slice. Pasta and potato salad. Nice. Just refill my plate up twice. My salad game is cooler than us. Fresh dressing drizzled on top. Roasted corn. Spicy broth. This garden bar blows nonstop, but it's time I let the talk drop. Drop, oh drop. shit! And she, put, to insult to injury, she drops a communal food utensil on the floor she, of a Ruby Tuesday. Time to let yeah, you. Oh God, mic dropping is done. Yeah, no more mic dropping. I mean, no more Verizon mic dropping. No more garden bar no one, tong dropping. No one can Ruby drop Tuesday. Mics like it's just done. Like God, that commercial took it all out of me. I know. I'm serious. It's that commercial. Bad. I'm done. You do the show yourself. <laughs> you made me, you're the one who made me watch the long one. That was that really that whole commercial really makes me mad. I know, I and I know that I'm bad. just really tired and cranky right now. But like, that's really bad. Yeah, I would in fact do a whole show called "Don't Make That Rap Video." Yeah, we need to. I, I think we should do that. All right, a uh, couple more pieces of feedback here that I really want to get to. This is from listener Elizabeth, um, and she says, "I have a hard G. I hate this commercial so much; it makes me so mad." Every time it comes on, I just yell at the TV. There are so many things wrong with it. And the commercial she's talking about is a commercial that I strongly agree is horrible for a number of reasons. It's for Booking.com. It's been in heavy rotation. Oh, we, we've been yelling at the yeah, TV Yeah, we've been also one. yelling at the TV about this. It is um, a single shot, for the most part, of a young woman who's like, like a kindergarten teacher. She's facing the camera and having kind of like delivering this monologue while all around her in her classroom chaos is raining these children are just destroying her classroom and like they're just making they're just being nightmare children and there's no effort at all to curtail them and i understand like i get the joke that she's like had it up to here with these kids she needs a vacation but anyone i don't even have kids but like the thought of a teacher being that checked out, because she clearly just hates her job. Yeah, she is miserable. The thought of my teacher being that checked out with my kid and like allowing this to go on in a classroom is really frustrating. Um, as, uh, as Elizabeth writes, why do you need a vacation, lady? You are not doing your job at all. Why does that girl have your phone? Apparently one of the little girls has her cell phone. How in the hell did you let children get into the fish tank? You don't need a vacation. You need to be fired. <laughs> Those children are not safe with you. 
Oh my god. All right, let's take a listen to this thing. There's nothing more important to me than my vacation. So when I need to book a hotel room, I want someone that makes it easy to find what I want. Hello. Booking.com gets it. They offer free cancellation in case I decide to go from kid-friendly to kid-free. <laughs> now I can start relaxing even before the vacation begins. Your vacation is very important. That's why booking. Yeah, that is irritating. There's something about like they really um, at the end we see her like on, on a beach getting a massage and she's and like totally a very relaxed. luxe vacation. I do kind of like the book. Yeah. Or, or what, what do they say at the end? Booking.com, booking.yeah. I kind of, that sticks in my they head They have another bit. commercial where there's a guy um, in a golf ball picker up or oh, yeah. machine. And I don't begrudge him a vacation. I do question how he takes such a nice vacation on a golf ball collector's salary. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, maybe he's a really good saver. I, I, I'm looking for that one. And instead I found something called, it must be a parody called booking.fuckyes. <laughs> Yeah, I've probably deconstructed women's looks too much on the show. But the other thing, there's something about that kindergarten ad that they make her, she's not just kind of disheveled and kind of tired looking. Do you know if they kind of like make her eyes look really no, she, sunken and like baggy? And it's just like, just at the end of her row, they go full eye bag or yeah. whatever. They do, they do something that just, you can't, you don't sympathize with no, her. No, you don't. You feel like this is a person who is you know it, you're so folk i feel like it really draws the attention to how badly situated she is in her career which is not yeah. what they want you to be thinking about yeah absolutely i think we have w- one more one more on. and this is i just want to end on this since uh, we are heading into mother's day weekend uh, and this is as uh from listener ashley who writes i have no words and um i concur Okay, I don't even know what this is. So this uh, is well, an I'll ad tell for you what Skittles? you're looking at. You're seeing uh, an old, an elderly woman, someone's mother, and she's eating Skittles. She's sitting next to her son, and I'm going to have to give away the punchline here because it's visual. But as the camera pulls back while she's eating Skittles, you'll hear the son naming the flavors that she's eating. Okay. And you Do you reali- want me to be surprised? Do you want me to hit play on this? All right, yeah, and then you can tell the people what okay. you saw. So she's pouring out some Skittles in her hand. She's an old lady. She's Lemon. eating them. Her adult son. Okay, so he's That's also, I'm pretty son. sure, the woman who plays Charlie Kelly's mother on um, uh, It's Always Sunny. Okay, so we get a shot of her eating, then a shot of him naming the flavor. Shot of her eating, shot of him naming the flavor. Orange. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, mother. I love eating Skittles every time you eat Skittles. So what we see is that even though he's an adult male and she's an old lady, the umbilical cord is still coming out of her. Out of her legs. Out from between her it's legs. coming out of where it's supposed to come out of. Only it should have been cut a long, long time ago. I'm going to guess about 26 years ago. And it's still attached to her son. Right in the belly, and she's and he's wearing Skittles. like a crop top, so you can see his whole stomach. It's not, it's not good to look at. It's not good to look at. I love eating Skittles every time you eat Skittles. I love you eating Skittles every time I eat Skittles. <laughs> <sighs> I miss Dad. Cut the rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow. Okay. Okay, that's an awful commercial. That's an awful commercial. That's a good punchline. Punch if you didn't catch it, he just if you didn't catch it, he just sighs and says, Hi, Miss Dad. I feel like they were really trying to get Jason Manzoukas for this and they couldn't hire him, so they just were like, get us a Jason Manzoukas type. <laughs> that I got uh 
and this it's is very unpleasant. This to look is at. on the official. It is so unpleasant that like the thought of putting Skittles in my mouth right now makes me gag a little bit. Yeah, this is definitely one of those things that was made so that people can hate it and yeah. then pass it around. And this isn't a fakey. This is on the Skittles USA actual uh, YouTube site. But whoa. Yeah, that makes me not want to eat Skittles. I'll just think of that flesh tube. Happy Mother's Day. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, Veep, thanks for doing the show today. I was so, so out of it. I'm sorry that I probably got you off track too much. No, it was a fun one. It um, was a fun show, though, and we have some more uh, We have some more victors in our uh, hall of... Hall of Victors. Hall of Spokes Critters. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we, we love doing the Spokes Critter battles. If you've got any that you're curious uh, how the battle would shake out, send them our way. You can always find us on Facebook at After These Messages Show and the Facebook groups. Uh, you can always email us. The emails have not been coming in, so hit me with some emails. After These Messages Show at Gmail. And you can call us at 607-444-5597. And I want to say we have a special show coming up next week. We have planned ahead. It's, I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell you the topic and the guest. That way, if you guys want to kind of uh, throw any ideas our way um, on the Facebook page, maybe we can work them into the show. So our good friend Nick Allers is going to be joining us on the podcast Fellow next Grapes week. of Radder. That's right. He's on your podcast, The Grapes of Rad, and, and a dear friend of ours personally. And I'm just going to call him a friend of ATM. And uh, also, he uh, is going to be joining us to talk about a theme of, I just don't get it, man. Maybe we'll call it that. It's commercials that... You've watched it a million times and it still doesn't make sense to you. Or maybe it took you a million times and now you finally get it. So if there are any, whether it's funny and you don't get the joke or it's just confusing what they're going for or why that would work, any kind of commercial that you just don't get and you legitimately, you don't think it's stupid, you just legitimately do not get it. Let us know what those Yeah, we're going to be vulnerable. Are. We ask you to be vulnerable. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's that's next week. And again, you can call in your uh, responses at 607-444-5597 or hit us up on the Facebook page or the uh, after these messages. Just show at Gmail. Veeves, thanks again. Anytime. All right, talk to you guys next week. Got my dreams and Nick playing Salushi. I'm bound to be found like a brown John Belushi. Kofi, Faluja, Kofi, Faluda, Truthy, Cooley, more flows.